Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. In today's episode, we're talking project cars. It's a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, as I know it is a lot of you out there. And project cars have become more and more popular, at least from, from my perspective in the past year. I think it's maybe a product of the pandemic and lockdown. People are at home and they're thinking about things to do. I finished a basement and I started a project car myself. If you've been following me for the past six months or more, you know that I have a 996 project car. It's a 2002 second generation 996 Carrera C2. It was in GT Silver. I've now given it a completely new paint job. It's very close to the OEM Porsche Barley Blue um, of the uh, 60s and 70s fame. There were a lot of mechanical jobs that me, myself, um, Pat and Steve, two of my friends, worked on throughout the summer. Now, it's not yet on the road and it's not finished, and that's probably the subject for another podcast. But it's a project car, and it's hopefully going to be the first of several project cars I work on this year and, and the next couple of years. But today, I'm going to be joined by a guy called Charles, also known as 997Dad. He has an Instagram and a YouTube account by the same name. And he's in the process of restoring a 997. So we're going to get him on the phone in a couple of seconds, and we're going to talk about his Porsche story and learn more about his project. I came across his uh, his content on YouTube, probably because I've noticed that he uses a lot of Star Wars-themed uh, thumbnails for his videos. The Engine Strikes Back was one that I saw recently. <laughs> and I'm a big Empire fan. So that, that just sort of caught my eye. Um, seems like a super nice guy. Uh, looks like this project has been going for a while and, and he still has a little bit of a way to go. Um, so let's jump in, get him on the phone and uh, let's learn about Charles's project. Well, uh, good to finally meet you. I've been uh, following you along on uh, on YouTube and Instagram for a little while. Yeah, I started uh, before I even got into what I was doing. I was following you because I didn't know about my engine problems, but I did have steering wheel problems, and you were showing me how to do that. <laughs> or not do that, as the case may be. <laughs> yeah, or how to not do that, yeah. That's mainly my channel, is how to not do that. I know, right? There, there are times when I make my DIY videos when uh, I think to myself, maybe I should do this job once or twice first and then <laughs> record it. Uh, but I never have the time. So people are watching me like attempt it in real time and, and it doesn't always go right, as you as you well know. So right, um, you're, you're a dad yeah. too, so there is no extra time in the day <laughs> yeah. to go... <laughs> To go th- do it three times. Oh, I know. And I then wish. Get ready for the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every minute I'm just like hoping the kids don't start breaking their way into the garage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, looking from your Instagram, it looks like you have at least one kid. You, you have a. Um, it looks like a, a ten or eleven year old boy. How 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 old are your kids or your, your child? Yeah, actually, that's a pretty good guess. Um, he's uh, just turned twelve, like a few months okay. ago. Um, his, his name is also Charlie. And, oh, nice. Um, then I have a daughter too. She's fourteen. Oh, congratulations! So, are you at the point now where you can like have a sleep in in the morning without having to get up with the kids? Are they taking care of themselves now, putting the TV on, getting breakfast, or are you uh, are you still in the sort of the chaos zone? Yes, I um, I think as dads, right, we're we're very well equipped at training kids to. 
<laughs> leave us leave us be or whatever <laughs> we're doing you know um you know i think we're we're just that's built into our nature yeah like, like, I think Dad's so sleeping too. In or Dad's busy, you know. Kind of thing. <laughs> My brother sent me a uh, um, a comedy news article from the the I think it's the Daily Mash or the Onion, and uh, the the headline was um, when asked, Father said, um, "I just want you all to leave me alone as this gift for Father's Day." <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm pretty sure there might have been an f bomb in there, but you know that's the the the, uh, the, the family friendly right. <laughs> interpretation of that headline. So, tell us a bit about your story then. How long have you had your 997? How long you know prior to that? Assuming you've been into Porsches for a longer time, is this your first Porsche? Let's talk a little bit about your uh, your Porsche journey to date, and then let's. I'm, I'm dying to hear about all of the work you've been doing on your car and uh, what you got planned. Yeah, definitely. Um, so to sum up a long, long type story, um, really, honestly, I just uh, really kind of got into the Porsche last year, the the year before, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting 2020 was in there somewhere. Um, but I really just got into it then. And um, honestly, the car that I have was my first ever drive in a Porsche. Um I kind of fell in love with the way they looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for a convertible um, just as a, as a fun hobby car um, to play around with. And, you know, there's a lot of fun cars out there that have a lot of things that you can add on and do. And yeah. I think Porsche is really, really high on that list. You know, there's just a ton of aftermarket stuff you can do to it mm-hmm. and i really wanted to do that i really wanted to get into kind of that space um and try to take my mind off you know some of the nonsense that's going on around yeah. the world yeah um so that was my first foray i i i started looking and i found that nine nine i was my first um, attempt was a 996 that had an ims failure and i was like okay oh you know, I know what it, I learned. I learned all about IMS failures. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, let me let me take a look. And you know, after looking at how much the rebuild was, I was like, mm, maybe <laughs> I'll just find one that isn't broken. Um, yeah. Because they're not that expensive, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of the thing. Like, I didn't have a a fortune to drop. You know, and I say that now, tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, don't plan on getting them in this game if you don't have um, a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, well, but, I think that's one of the uh, yeah. the misnomers is people sort of you know associate Porsche with other luxury brands. And sure, if you're going to buy a brand new one and you're going to completely option you know the hell out of it, it's going to cost you a couple of hundred thousand dollars. But you can pick up a, a 911 Carrera, you know, which is anywhere from ten to twenty years old for. 15,000, 25,000, 35,000, you know, cheaper than, I mean, cheaper than yeah, probably what, cheaper what your wife is driving. Car. Exactly. Right, right. Che- cheaper yeah. than a Highlander. Certainly a lot. My, my one was about the same price as my wife's Highlander, my 991. Um, I think that's a surprise to many people. Um, but no, that, that, that's super interesting. And so you've now had it for about a year. Had you worked on other cars before that? Or are you also new to um, wrenching on cars? So it has, it has been a long time, but 
my first rebuild was when I was 17. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, my dad went out and bought a kind of broken down. Um, well, I, I'll back up one sec. My first successful rebuild was at 17. Okay. Uh, my dad bought me like a Jeep Grand Wagoneer at some point, mm-hmm. um, and I went to go rebuild it. And I pulled it apart, and uh, the engine block was just totally destroyed. So oh, really? I uh, I got a, a Blazer Chevy Blazer S10 at that point, mm-hmm. um, and yanked the engine out and rebuilt it just be, just to see if I could. Um, yeah, that was really you just you just go by the Chilton manual and you rip it apart. They didn't have YouTube back then, you know. Right there, you go. Um, sure. Yeah, you, the manual just told you, you know, pull this bolt, pull this bolt. Mm-hmm. next and showed you a little picture yeah um, so that's how i learned that's how i got into it um but that was many 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 years ago and so that lessened my fear of picking up one of these 911s that had a problematic engine right mm-hmm. because then i was like well if i get into that i get into that you know if i i didn't want to get into that <laughs> yeah yeah um, if i get into it fine i'll do it so for the uh, for the folks listening, um, what what year is your nine nine seven? What model is it? Can you tell us a little bit about the spec? Yeah, sure. So it is a nine nine seven point one, the the first rev. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an 05, and um, it's a th- it's the S class, so it's the three point eight liter. Yeah. Um, with the sport option. Um, it's a, uh, like you mentioned earlier, a cabriolet. Um, that's something I really wanted. I know they're a little bit less popular, but I love it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got in it and drove it, I was in love. You know, it was just like, <laughs> wow. This, I've never driven a car quite like that before. Yeah. Um, and so you're in, the, you're in uh, the eastern time zone. Whereabouts are you in the States? Because cabriolets make sense if you, to me if you live in Florida or California, yeah. but... <laughs> You know, if, if, if you're calling from Maine, I'd, I'd be surprised if you were enjoying driving with the top down right now. It's not that far, but I am in the New England area. I'm calling in from Connecticut. There you go. Um, but you're right. There is a certain that prevented me from getting a cabriolet a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I remember going out to San Diego one time and renting a my first convertible and I was like this is fantastic yeah but I don't know how good it's going to be in Connecticut you know (laughs) yeah you can only drive it uh, x number of months yeah Um, but I still enjoy it you know it's still still fantastic to me no that's that's good that's good you know I uh, I lived in New Haven Connecticut for a while and um, yeah probably I don't know 15 years ago now one of the first jobs I I came over here on a contract to the US um spent 90% of my time in Manhattan where my project was but yeah I lived in New Haven Connecticut and uh the company I was with got me a uh, a Mustang from Hertz or wherever it was and it was a convertible and mm-hmm. um my first experience of an east coast winter was in New Haven and I thought I was going to freeze to death and getting <laughs> into that Mustang from the parking lot and it didn't have remote start I just was questioning my sanity at times trying to get the car to heat up with that thin canvas on top (laughs) yes yes i drove that i can imagine four seasons oh my goodness yeah 
I, uh, I hope you, uh, you, you're keeping yours in a, in a heated garage or at least inside a garage. I am, yeah, I did. <clears throat> I had an extra space in my garage, uh, which I made good use of. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I ha- it's not my primary car, so it was never a worry that I needed to drive it around, like, say, now. Yeah. Um, 12 feet of snow on the ground. Well, I can imagine, I mean, Connecticut is such a beautiful part of the United States, especially in the spring and the fall. Um, I used to drive up to, um, what's the name of that casino? Is it Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods? Mohegan Sun. Yeah, I'd uh, jump on the 95 or take the county roads in that Mustang <laughs> with the uh, with the top down, actually. And, you know, the, 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 uh, the fall colors you have there uh, are just absolutely unbelievable. Those are some of my fondest memories, actually, of being on the East Coast with the drives from uh, from. Uh, New Haven up to Mohegan Sun and then onwards to Boston and back. Very, very beautiful. Yeah, that, yeah. that part of the Connecticut is, I think, one of the better parts. Like, that's where I spent, once I had this car, I spent most of my time down on the beach. Oh, nice. Driving around there and, you know, just up and down Route 1. Yeah. Um, it's just a fantastic, like, I just, I've been here my entire life. I've never seen that much of the shoreline yeah uh i really enjoyed it yeah no that's cool how about the ferry um is there isn't there a, a car ferry that you can take from bridgeport that takes you over to long island i imagine that might be quite fun in the summer with your uh with your cabriolet yeah i will try that so the the it, there is one that dry job that leaves from bridgeport so you can go two pretty interesting places from connecticut one is uh, going over to Long Island to Port Jeff, which is, That's right. you, know, you can imagine, a very popular destination during the summer and yeah. very big crowds, although 2020 wasn't the perfect time to do that. Yeah. And then the other place is Block Island, which is just a, a big-ass island. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Off. Yeah. And uh, Block Island is is pretty awesome in terms of uh, you can, you can kind of do like the... Um, uh, what do I want to say? You, you, the motor scooters around the island. Um, yeah. Take that's what most people do. They go there and they they kind of stay in one of those little uh, hotels and and just take motor scooters around the whole island. Oh, cool, cool. I I I, I didn't come across that. Well, that can be on my uh, my Connecticut bucket list if I come back. <laughs> if you do come out this way, yeah. Yeah. So so back to your nine nine seven then. What 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 jobs have you completed so far? Okay, so uh, the the diagnosis of the uh, problem really started with the kind of, it was consuming a lot of oil, so I had mm-hmm. no idea what was going on. So my first kind of, my first job was replacing kind of the radio part, which didn't have any Bluetooth functionality. Um, and then I wanted to get into, there was lots of problems with the steering wheel so i had to get in there and that's where i found your videos yeah and started watching some of you what you were doing so i just wanted to kind of like dab around the edges and mm-hmm. get into modifying it a little bit um so the, my first two jobs are very light and um replacing the brakes you know and, and yeah. things like that then i found out the engine was bad <laughs> so um uh, that really got me into okay, now you have to figure out how to pull the engine and do all those things. Um, but I was really honestly enjoying just modifying the car, mm-hmm. 
without the engine stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a fun car to play with. And, For sure. You know, like I, I different rims and all these other things, you know. Yeah, do you have the lobsters? Do I do I remember seeing the lobsters behind you and yeah. your? Uh, you guys, is, is that what you have, or is that what you had and you've replaced them? So I currently have the lobsters. Okay, uh, you do. but I do plan on replace. I already have the um, the new replacements, and they're uh, kind of the newer. I think they're called Carrera twos, and I think they're on the nine nine one. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah, uh, are they so are they nineteen or twenties? They are the twenties. Oh so, wow! Go big or go uh, home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like um, angry posts out there about going from nineteen to twenty, but you know, I don't know if I'm just gonna get me canceled if I go to a twenty. <laughs> Well, you know, I had a lot of fun um, picking out new rims for my 997, and uh, I love those lobsters. Had them refinished. I think they were 19s. I, I didn't dare go to 20s. Um, doing the brakes on the 996 and the 997, I had a lot of fun with. Um, I haven't yet done the brakes on my 991, but I, I imagine it's it's probably thereabouts the same kind of job. Um, but the, the engine is something that, I, I, I've never worked on an engine before prior to my project car, my 996, my friends Pat and Steve. In all honesty, they did most of the work underneath the car and I was making the videos. Um, so I still kind of feel like I haven't yet tackled um, you know, that particular challenge. Um, the ultimate challenge. The yeah. ultimate challenge, yeah. Um, even when we dropped the transmission, I was there holding the camera <laughs> as opposed yeah. to being under there doing it myself. Um, now, looking at some of your videos, um, and we also need to talk about your uh, obvious tie-ins with Star Wars because uh, that was another reason why I started watching your videos. The Engine Strikes Back, I think, it was one of your uh, videos yeah. um, with the titles. <laughs> But yeah, so let's talk about for the viewers. You, you've actually taken the engine out of the car. You've stripped it down partially or all the way. And, and sort of where are you at right now? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, so where I'm at is uh, just a little history. I found uh, the dreaded B word um, when you talk about uh, Porsche engines. Uh oh. Uh, the bore score. Um, yeah. And I had it, and that was the reason for the oil uh, getting burnt up pretty quick. Okay. Um, and a lot of people dread that, obviously, and and it is a it is a kind of like gut wrenching feeling. And I know a lot of folks out there um, almost refuse to buy into the nine nine six nine nine seven series because mm -hmm. of that particular problem. Yeah. And I kind of started the video to to show that um, the average dork in his garage um, can tackle this project if you have some you know some spare cycles and you and you I, I would say you probably have wrenched before if you if you're going to tack on uh, tackle this project yeah but I just wanted to show not to be so afraid of this problem um, as much as I could. Um, to have a little fun with it um, mm -hmm. and to to like if you're in love with a car take care of your car right yeah to, you know do it yourself if you want um, mm -hmm. or have a you know have a local shop do it um, but you know at the end of the day it's a great car um, that's what I wanted to convey so where I ended up with is uh, in order to fix that bore score problem you have to pull the engine completely apart it's just 
that's how that's the how the, uh, the engine works. Yeah. Um, you can't re-sleeve the engine without pulling it out completely. Um, and I decided that um, I never wanted to face this problem again, so I didn't have it bored. I had it sent over to, um, I had to basically pack up the two halves of the engine into a cardboard box. That's oh, weird, wow. right? You yeah. packing up your engine into a cardboard box and shipping it off to yeah. Illinois. Um, but that's what I did. That was COVID, actually. The, the engine got shipped out to um, the very beginning of COVID hmm. uh, to Illinois. And it took an extra long time because they were partially shut down and all these other things. But yeah, the engine had to come completely apart, all the parts apart. And um, there's a lot of parts in there. I will tell you, yeah. James. There's, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of parts. It's one um, of my fears would be getting all through this process, months and months of work, putting money into it, putting it all back together, and then there are the two or three screws that should have gone back somewhere that you you you've got left over. <laughs> That's the story they of that weight. They call that weight reduction. <laughs> <laughs> or there'd be a piston or something missing, and uh... <laughs> an, extra, an extra piston sitting around. Well, that almost happened to me. You know, oh my goodness! That, you know, the the uh, lots of trials and tribulations in the videos that I show you. Yeah. And I hope that people laugh at it. And I also uh -huh. hope people, you know, you know, like I said, when I started, I didn't have YouTube. Mm -hmm. And the other reason for putting all this, to, I mean, it's a, you know, I, I will tell you the, the folks that are listening that James, the videos that he puts together, I have a new appreciation for <laughs> the amount of editing and video, like behind the scenes stuff that you got to sit in front of your computers for hours, mm -hmm. you know, just to get those, those tapes out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and edit those videos and take out the, the crazy stuff and boost the audio because you're too far away and all these right. crazy things. Exactly. Yeah. All that sort of tweaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work to get a YouTube video out there. Um, and, uh, but it was worth it to me because um, I was seeing like not a ton of rebuild videos around the 997. Yeah. Um, out there, mostly because maybe people are afraid or whatever mm -hmm. of it. Um, yeah. and so that, that was kind of the reason I, I, I took it apart and filmed the whole thing and I yeah. wanted to, to take away the mystery of it. That's fantastic. And it, you know, that was part of the driver behind me making the 996 videos originally when I first yeah. picked up my, my first 911, I wanted to play with it. There were things that I knew I could do to it from reading the forums, but there were only so many DIY videos on YouTube and some of them were really helpful, but they weren't particularly interesting to watch. And yes. others, you know, they just, they weren't, you couldn't call them a DIY video. You just, you were guessing as to what was actually going on. And, and so I just thought, you know what, this is ridiculous. There must be people out there wanting to do this. I'm just going to figure it out, film it and put it out there. And hopefully it's going to help someone else. And a handful of them, uh, like the, the LCD replacement I did in the, the 996 and, um, the air conditioning buttons in the 997 and and now the Joy Auto um, Apple CarPlay hack in the 991. Um, those sort of three have been my most popular DIY videos. And I, I, I must get emails every couple of days from people just saying, oh, thank you so much for that video. That really helped me out. You know, my car is now what I want it to be. Um, and, I, and I've done the same. There are probably half a dozen videos out there where I've taken the time to write a really nice sort of thank you note to the people creating them because they've really helped me out. 
Yeah, that, that's exactly what I what I got into it for. That's perfect, you know, summary there, James. Is the I wanted to give back a little bit because there's so many examples of me help other people working on Porsches that I watched on YouTube, and I was like, this is fantastic. Thank you. And this, you know, it sounds like part of your series and definitely part of my series is like kind of a giant thank you to the YouTube community because yeah, honestly, you know, the the Porsche, you know, there's not a Chilton manual for the yeah. Porsche. It's, it's yeah. really hard to find these kind of detailed descriptions because everybody kind of default takes it into the dealer. Yeah, 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 agreed. Um. So my project car, we were working on it last year, the 996. I think it's yeah. actually at the point now where either we're going to have to take the engine apart or uh, we're going to have to get um, you know, a trusted independent dealer to do it for us. I'm, I'm quite tempted to do it myself, which is another reason why I've been um, perusing your library of videos so much in the past couple of months. Um, but my, my fear at the moment is I don't yet understand why the transmission broke. Um, and why the the casing on the bottom of the engine broke because I could take the engine out, put it back together, put a new transmission in, and the same thing happens again. Like, is it chassis problem? Is it an alignment problem? I just, I don't know. How how would you approach that kind of problem? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. That is a, a little bit of residual fear that I have when I'm still driving the car is like, did I put it back together? Right? <laughs> yeah. There's something that always gnaws, you know, there is, there is that certain, like you wake up in the dead of the night and you're like, Oh my God, I forgot to, I forgot yeah. to torque down that bolt to the right yeah. torque spec. Yeah. Um, but, um, on that, on the one side of that, that, argument James is that that's going to happen on the other side of that argument and the one that tends to override for me is that I went and I tried and mm -hmm. I did it and now I'm driving around in a thing that I just built yeah right? that's pretty awesome and that's so much more rewarding to me than the possibility that I might have messed it up yeah um, and uh, if you can, you can, you know, every time you romp on that gas um, and rip it up, you feel a little bit of pride, right? That's mm -hmm. that's what you really, I think, end up coming away with after all that hard work. Um, and to me, it was just a puzzle, right? It's a gigantic puzzle Yeah. that when you're done with it, you don't mush it up and put it back in the box. You <laughs> you drive it around and, and, yeah. and uh, enjoy it. So do you think you'll keep hold of this car now for a while or uh, will you pick yourself up another project car, get yourself back into front of another puzzle? That's a really good question, James. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the middle of finishing uh, the videos for this. The car is built. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, I, I just really been struggling to, to get through all the footage that I have and yeah trying to figure out what I can ditch and what I keep and all these you know kind of questions and I always think I leave too much in there and um, but I, I do like to show you know my thought process and the kind of goofy things that I do just like you do yeah um, I'm entertained by my stupid stuff <laughs> <laughs> well me too uh, so <laughs> so hopefully the people that do watch and you know I 
uh, I think they're entertained by my goofy antics too. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I think about that a lot when I edit my videos. Um, a lot of my sort of 20 minute videos could have easily been half an hour and some of my five, 10 minute videos could have easily been maybe just two minutes. Um, but as I'm editing them together, uh, I, I enjoy watching them myself just as a laugh. And it, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a, it's an achievement. It's something productive and creative that I've done. So I'll watch it every once in a while. Um, but I'm not, making my videos for the masses that watch it. I'm making my videos for the one or 2% of people that watch it that really need to understand how the job is done because it's right. keeping them up at night or it's driving them crazy that they can't fix this particular thing in their car. Um, or, you know, they've got nothing better to do on a Saturday afternoon, but sit around and watch a bunch of guys, you know, take on some twisty roads in their cars. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really sort of, yeah, I, I, ma I make it for the, for the 1% as opposed to the 99. Yeah. Um, and so the, to, to bring back to the what I'm doing and kind of finish up, um, I'm editing the videos right now. Mm -hmm. um, to, so to answer your question, uh, the next steps for me, I think, are um, uh, once, once I release the kind of final video where we get it, all started up and put back together and believe me there's problems there um, so stay tuned <laughs> um, but I am wondering you know I want to I watched your tuning video uh, because I was fascinated by I'm fascinated by tuning too like uh, that's yeah. something that I'm interested in mm -hmm. don't quite understand how it works mm -hmm. um, but everything I read about tuning and I'm gonna ask you this question everything I read about tuning a naturally astrobated engine is really kind of like, yeah, you're going to waste your money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know your thoughts about. I think, um, so you, you're never, with a naturally aspirated engine, you're not going to get more power, more max power out of your engine. You're just going to get that max power faster. So yeah. the, the delivery of the power will come quicker and your throttle response will feel um, faster. So, um, you know, your max speed isn't gonna change, but you'll, and you'll probably your zero to 60 won't change too much either, um, but you'll get an extra few horses and it'll just be delivered faster. So your your curve mm -hmm. essentially will uh, will stack up a little further to the left as opposed to being a little bit more of a, a, a progression to the peak. Um, now, when I did my, when I naturally, sorry, when I tuned my 991, um, I think we figured out that I got maybe, uh, I don't know, 10 to 15 additional horses. Um, I really couldn't tell very much at all. Um, but the throttle felt different. When I put my foot down on the gas, it felt like the car was ready to go just like that split second sooner than it was um, prior to having the tune. Um, the biggest difference that I noticed was when I put the headers on from Soul Performance to go with my valved exhaust. Uh, and at that okay. point, they, they had to take the tune off and reapply the tune at Eurocharged Minneapolis. Um, and uh, we think that, you know, the headers and the tune probably netted me out an additional maybe 40 horses on top of my stock 350. Oh, um, nice. So I'm, I'm so in the 300 range, but uh, my car now feels like a completely different car to drive. It, it feels much more like the S. Um, now with the S, you can get percentage-wise. I think from the S engines, you can get a little bit more, but you're still only talking maybe 20, 25 horses on top of your stock 
just just for the tune um, you'd need to put some uh, aftermarket sort of race headers on there to, to get much more out of it what really fascinates me is when you tune the turbocharged engines because yeah. <laughs> the amount of additional horses you can get on the turbo it's insane I, it I, it's absolutely insane in fact my friend Ben he has a second generation 991 base Carrera which is tuned for a thousand dollars and it is more powerful and faster than another one of our friends exact same car which is the S so, you know and so instead of spending an extra 10 grand to get the S model from the factory he spent an extra grand and it's now more powerful and and as fast as the S that that to me is bonkers I, I don't know how Porsche have let that one slip <laughs> right. A turbo is something that kind of fascinates me too and if i were thinking about another project that might be one mm-hmm. um either picking up a turbo uh or you know picking up a kind of um you know something that needs a rebuild and then throwing a turbo in there um seeing what i could do oh. with it horsepower wise um it's something i haven't done yet um, but I am thinking about tuning my engine. Yeah. Only because I did put um, I put Fab Speed their their full set oh, yeah? with the headers. Oh, very good. Um, and the engine is now it was a three eight. It's now a four Okay. So oh, cool. I'm thinking a tune would. I'm curious what the tune would do. To be quite honest, I don't I, know. My my guess is you probably get fifty additional horses yeah. out of that. So the what is the stock nine nine seven three eight? Is that like three hundred seventy five horses? Is it or I think it's three fifty. Right oh, is that only three fifty? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, because the base is um like three twenty. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I it wouldn't surprise me with your fab speed headers and a tune if you could squeeze fifty out of that and get it close to four hundred. Yeah, that 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 would be a lot um, of fun. I would like a lot of uh, the power delivered drill, as you're as you're mentioning. The um, I mean, I like that you know, kind of up in the five, six K band. Um, it's really, that's where most of the power sits yeah. for, for my current engine you know, mm-hmm. set up. Um, I would like to push that a little bit earlier, obviously. I want to get that, <laughs> that real juice, um, not in the five K range, you know, yeah. like four or five K. Yeah. Um, but the other good thing about the tune is if you don't like it, you can always take it off. It's just yeah. a, you know, flip of a switch essentially on a, on a little computer gizmo gadget mobile device. Um, but, you know, then they're not cheap either. You're looking at anywhere from sort of one to one and a half thousand dollars, depending on which tune you go for. Um, True. But, you know, if you can get an extra 50 for that S, that's probably worth it. Or at least that would be worth it to me. That would be. I mean, you do, you, like you're saying, you know, with a, without a turbo, you have to kind of put in gobs of money in order to, per, per horsepower. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's kind of looking like, well, what is the per horsepower of a new airbox and a new, you know, all this? Yeah. Right. And it's never really clear. No. Um, the other thing they don't really tell you is you're going you're gonna to have to tune it in order to get that extra horsepower usually. Yeah. Um, the, the stock tune won't. won't It'll give you some, right? But it won't yeah. give you all. Plus, the I think the other thing people um, mis- misunderstand is that you might, you know, advertised airbox or elf air filters might give you, you know, an extra 25 horses. The headers might mm-hmm. give you an extra 25 horses. The tune might give you an extra 25 horses, but it's not quite additive like that. 
if right. you know on paper you're thinking oh 25 25 25 i'm going to get an extra 75 horses but actually when you put all of those three things together in unison it's probably two-thirds of that or maybe half of that you just you, you don't know for sure until you put it all together and try and at which point you're committed you've spent the money yeah that's true right you've already you're already halfway in on the you know and, and it is tough on a naturally aspirated to get beyond but be, to be quite honest, you know, um, I'm pretty happy with the power that the engine puts out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just street driving. Yeah. I, I'm not racing this on the track. I'm not doing any of that. I, mm-hmm. I just really enjoy zipping around the turns and, and, and pouring on the power and the highway and stuff like that. That's plenty exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And in those twisty roads of uh, Connecticut through those trees, I'm sure there's a lot of good driving near you. Yeah, with a top down and those um, just rows and rows of trees, and there there are definite parts of Connecticut where it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like you, no matter how you slice it, it's just very nice. Yeah, um, drive. Well, Charles, it's been really, really nice speaking with you and uh, learning about your your nine nine seven. I wish you all the best. If uh, if you fancy taking on a nine nine six challenge, I have one that I could shift to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could put a turbo in it. <laughs> you yeah, pe- you if, piqued if you my wanna, interest. If you want to get a turbo in there, I'd be happy to to see if I could and and, and, awesome. and broadcast all the problems that I introduce into the... Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thanks yeah. again, Charles. I uh, hope everybody's enjoying this. This was Charles, 997Dad on YouTube and uh, on Instagram as well. You should really check out his content. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, very interesting, if nothing else. And, um, you know, enjoy that car now. You, you got it all put back together. Yeah, thanks for having me on, James. Well, thanks for tuning in again, guys. That was Charles, the 997 dad. Check out his Instagram, check out his YouTube. His uh, videos are very informative. Uh, It's fascinating to see somebody go to such lengths with their car to get it back on the road. Um, Really kind of (laughs) makes me feel bad I'm not doing more for the 996, Uh, but certainly uh, inspires me to to think about how, how we can get it back on the road. Um, so, Charles, thank you very much uh, for uh, checking in. Thanks for joining today's uh, podcast. More content coming soon uh, with 911s, of course. Uh, my friend Mario, who is a former 911 driver, um, is uh, about to sell his super-duper awesome Mercedes that he uh, bought about a year ago, and he's trading it in for something else. He won't tell me what it is yet. Uh, which is driving me absolutely nuts. I'm half expecting him to show up with a GT3 RS. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but that, whatever Mario gets, we'll be pulling into the auto amateur garage and we'll be doing a walk around tour. It's bound to be something insanely powerful and insanely fast. So uh, stay healthy out there, stay safe, and I'll catch you in another podcast soon. Bye. <laughs>